Hey everyone, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Monday, May 22nd. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Everton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Hey guys. What's up? Happy Monday. Monday, Monday. Monday, Monday. Monday's fun day? Monday. Everybody yes. survived in one piece. That's right. Made it through the weekend. Kids graduated. Oh, congratulations. That's Thank a proud you. day, right? Yes. Yes. That is a uh, that is a big occasion, isn't it? Yeah, it's huge. It's even, a milestone. It's even bigger when they get out of college. And you don't have to pay for them. Right? <laughs> yes, I'm looking. I can't wait. Looking for that. very much forward to uh, to that day. Yeah, wow. yeah. My uh, my wife rejected my new rule. By the way, the rule of that she was going to let me know every time she had to go to the bathroom, oh. so I, you know, that yeah. didn't work out. Well, not everybody poops. I was hoping we'd make it through yeah. a, an episode without <laughs> talking poop. about <laughs> poop. It has been the dominant topic for three episodes. Urethal, so. what is it called? Listeners or yeah, some shit? That was weird. I still don't get that. Yeah, yeah. Those, All right. Those, uh, those toys on that. Let's that roll with some crime time. That's right. That's, what That's y'all right. Tuning in for. All right. So we're going to tell you about a California doctor who purposely drove his Tesla off a cliff. With the family inside. Yeah. So, Darmish Patel's wife and two young children did survive the 250-foot drop, if what? you're curious. Wow. That's a long way. 250 see. feet. It's a long ways. Yeah. He, he's a California radiologist and was depressed and purposely drove that Tesla off a cliff with his family inside. Uh, he's 41 years old and was charged on Monday with three counts of first-degree attempted murder. Oh, my God. Uh, he had his wife, their two children, which was a four-year-old boy and seven-year-old girl, in the vehicle and drove off what's known as Devil's Slide mm. near California Highway 1 in his Tesla. Uh, he drove off. He's depressed. He's a doctor, he said. He was going to drive off the cliff. He purposely drove off. This is what his wife was telling investigators according to a newly unsealed affidavit. Yeah. Uh, Darmish claimed at the time that he pulled off the road to check a flat tire. He pulled, pleaded not well, guilty. He pulled way off the road, 250 feet down. To the charges. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, and and if you're, you're going to kill yourself and you couldn't even succeed at 250 and you try to bring your whole family with you, how depressed must you be now? California Highway Patrol officer Mark Andrews said that he did not believe the Tesla was on autopilot at the time of the crash off the Devil's Slide Cliff south of the tunnels on State Highway 1. First responders who arrived at the scene noticed the white Tesla about 250 feet down the cliff and saw the victims inside the vehicle. Rescuers were able to pull the couple's two children from the vehicle using the jaws of life, and pulled Patel and his wife from the vehicle windows. The boy had no physical injuries. The seven-year-old girl, who was in a child seat, sustained significant injuries, but was released from the hospital fairly quickly and will not have long-term physical complications. So, to wrap that up, yes, he got in the car. I'm sure he didn't tell them before they got right. in the car. Right. He got in the car and he started driving and basically started telling them, uh, you know, all that. I'll, I'm going to drive off a cliff. 
I'm depressed. I'm, you know, all that sort of stuff. Well, yeah. okay. So this road, this is commonly referred to as PCH, Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah. It is at the same time the most spectacular, probably uh, scenic road in the United States. Also one of the most dangerous because there are many hairpin turns on that sucker as yeah. you're uh, as you're going up, uh, you know, toward uh, toward Big Sur. Um, and so if, if you're concerned about that, you don't get in the passenger seat of a car on that road, unless you have high confidence in the, in the driver, I guess, uh, shout out to, uh, our buddy Elon for building a car that could survive a 250 foot drop off a cliff. I can't imagine, uh, how that uh, how that happened? How it went off? And and well, most of those cliffs are are pretty he, much he drove it off. You know, yeah. ninety degree angle, straight drop down. Yeah. Once you uh, once you go over the sides, so. and we're going to post a pic on Facebook of the actual vehicle after the crash. I imagine it's like, amazing that you know there's no deaths involved yeah. in this. Forty one year old radiologist with two young kids driving a Tesla. I mean, there are people in this country that have legit reasons to be depressed. I mean, this guy had had it all. I don't. I mean, God, yeah, he might not could afford to test that anymore. And That's and, right. and, and deciding you're ready to off yourself, okay, I, whatever. But your family, yeah, he's going to take it, take everybody with him. Unbelievable, right? right? What a piece. And uh, I don't know. Well, not. Take he, you. he ain't going to be reading any x-rays anytime soon. I'll take to you. Next story, which is has a maritime feel to it also. On May 10th, maritime operations corporals were called to assist a dolphin calf that was days or hours old. It was alone and in distress. An off-duty uh, Pasco Sheriff's Office deputy was fishing off the coast of Hudson when he discovered the tiny dolphin swimming in circles and struggling to get above the water to breathe. He contacted the maritime operations, which responded and took the dolphin about 30 minutes south to Clearwater by boat to meet the Clearwater Marine Aquarium. Ultimately, the young dolphin was transferred to the care of SeaWorld Rescue by Clearwater Marine Aquarium. SeaWorld Rescue says that while the male dolphin is still in critical condition, he is showing signs of improvement and swimming on his own. If you come across an animal in distress, notify the proper authority immediately and keep an eye on the animal from a distance to help responders locate it. Pretty good feel-good story. Yeah. Well, I love dolphins. Save the male and dolphins, baby right? dolphin. Well, I mean, yeah. And, and how about these people? They, hey, law enforcement, greatest show on earth. You never know what you're going to get. I bet they didn't. I think they were going to be rescuing Flipper. And aren't dolphins considered some of the most intelligent animals yeah, on earth? Or mammals or animals, whatever they call them. And yeah, yeah, definitely. Them and whales. Right there with monkeys, whales. Yeah. Humans are like fourth. Yeah. Well, I mean, least, something like that. I mean, the IQ right. in this room doesn't equal that <laughs> dolphin's IQ. <laughs> I'll add it up. No, that's yeah, a, that's a right. Did we ever? Did we ever find out? Uh, I thought the I team was on this if. Bartholomew the snake was okay. Did do we know what happened? The only anaconda I know about is Jim's. <laughs> well, he was he's a boa, he's a boa constrictor. Yeah, well, 
Oh no, I'm oh, in no. Uh, <laughs> It wasn't clear whether the Shout girl who tried to get on the plane with Bartholomew went yeah. went ahead and got on the plane without him or not. I don't know. I know you guys are big soap opera fans. Oh yeah, right up there with what was your, the, the roles. What was your favorite soap of all time? Uh, General Hospital. Aha. Uh-huh. General Hospital. Aha. Uh-huh. I just the, the only soap okay. opera name on there. You know the name. You don't. There's no characters you can go. Luke. At. Luke and his girl was. I can't remember. She was blonde. Eh? Princess Leia. <laughs> <laughs> she was not in the series to my knowledge. Luke and Laura. That's why I, I go Laura, back to yeah. Luke and Laura is my only yeah. memory of General Hospital. I was Hospital, like really but, young. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess General Hospital has a newer star. She looks young, but she's been on the series for quite a while. Uh, 24-year-old actress named Haley Puyos. She was charged with a DUI after a freeway crash. The 24-year-old actress was driving on the freeway in Pasadena on the 29th of April when this incident occurred, according to CHP. She was arrested for suspicion of driving under the influence and for driving the wrong way mm. on a freeway. Dead giveaway. Yeah. let me. I know the freeway that this occurred on, and I don't care what time of day you – at 3 a.m. in the morning – there's a bunch of cars on that freeway, right. and I have no idea how this one ended up getting on uh, going the wrong way, regardless of how much she drank. Um, so uh, she was arrested for suspicion of driving under the influence and for driving the wrong way on a freeway, causing injury, according to several local outlets. According to reports, Puyos was allegedly involved in a hit-and-run incident immediately before the freeway crash, so she may have been a little bit panicked as she right. got in her car and drove away. When the CHP arrived at the scene on the highway collision, uh, Puyos was unable to get out of her car, and Pasadena Fire had to use the jaws of life to extract her. The other driver was hospitalized with major injuries. Photos of the crash were uh, shared. Maybe we can post one of those. Uh, uh, Pasadena fire units responded to this uh, uh, collision on the 134 freeway. Mike used to live right off the 134. Uh, Arriving units found two vehicles involved with one person trapped after a reported head-on collision. Fire personnel extricated one person from a vehicle and provided patient care and hospital transport to the occupants of both vehicles. Last week, Puyos, who has played Molly Lansing Davis in the soap opera General Hospital since 2009, told Soap Opera Digest that she was taking a break from the show to recover from a car accident. She said in a statement, unfortunately, I was involved in an automobile accident, but I'm doing okay. I'm going to need a little time to recover, but I'll be back as soon as possible. I guess at the point she did that, Puyos thought the facts of what happened here were going to stay out uh, out of the press. So I don't think that she's going to be back all that quickly based upon what she has done here. I wonder how they got to write her out of the script. Like she got kidnapped or something. Yeah. I mean, you, I had uh, a friend I had in LA, um, uh, his family actually went back years and years. One of the most prominent soap operas, they own the soap opera and inside of like 20 minutes, they could just, yeah, <laughs> someone's right, killed. Someone, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean they're making moves that quickly. Like if I had half the problems those people had, I'd do the uh, 
even the Tesla did. <laughs> exactly. So, wow. Well, uh, some of you may be familiar with Torrance Hatch, but you may be even more familiar with his his stage name, Lil Boozy. Oh, Lil Boozy. Lil Boozy is in a little trouble. <laughs> so. Uh, Louisiana-based rapper Torrance Boozy Hatch has pled not guilty to one count of felony firearm possession during his court appearance after his arrest earlier in the month. The rapper was arrested by San Diego police after a traffic stop. What prompted the stop was not disclosed by San Diego police. However, officers recovered two loaded handguns in the vehicle. Hatch who is 40, was charged with one count of felony possession of a firearm by a prohibited person during his arraignment. If convicted, he could face up to three years in prison. 28-year-old was also arrested during the stop, but he has not been charged in connection to the incident. Now, he, uh, Lil Boozy does uh, remain out of custody on a $50,000 bail. Street cred. He was reportedly in San Diego to shoot a music video. Uh, over the years, Lil Boozy has had a few run-ins with the law, including a five-year stint in a Louisiana prison mm-hmm. before being released in 2014. So troubles continue here right. for Louisiana rapper Boozy. They call that street cred. They call that street cred. That's right. He's just earning stripes, I'm right? Just reading up on Lil Boozy a little bit. So he also... Goes by Boozy Badass, I guess. Uh, I never heard that one. (laughs) Torrance Ivy Hatch Jr., better known by his stage name, Boozy Badass, or simply Boozy. Yeah. You're not from here, bro. Maybe. We we call him a little Boozy. We call him a little Boozy. Yeah. Maybe maybe when he grew up, he just dropped the little. And he didn't like being called a little. But he's a little Boozy around here. Right. Losing in the folks. Hey, y'all, I'm about to. Blow your mind with uh, this one. So, 16 discarded cigarettes leads to man's cold case conviction. Oh. Patrick Nicholas, 55, was found guilty Wednesday of felony first degree murder and second degree murder in the 1991 death of 16 year old Sarah Yarbrough. Nicholas had been found guilty of killing a high school honor student and drill team member who was found beaten and strangled to death with our own stockings. Nicholas was arrested in October 2019 thanks to advances in DNA and genetic genealogy. She loved art. She loved to dance. What would she have become in those years that were taken from her? Yarbrough's friend, Mary Beth, uh, told the news. I think she would have been a beautiful person, and I think it's really sad the world didn't get to see who she would have become. The teen disappeared on December 14, 1991, driving to her high school to attend a drill team event. Her body was found later that day by two boys in the woods outside of Federal High School. Police at the time had no suspects, though they were able to create a sketch of a possible suspect leaving the woods and recover DNA evidence to establish a profile. Though, Though more than 4,000 tips came in over the course of the investigation, none of them yielded a suspect. The field of genetic genealogy at the time was non-existent, so the case went cold, right? So 
But over the years, authorities had DNA evidence re-examined several times based on advances in technology. Authorities began working with a forensic genetic genealogy company, and in 2019, they were given Nicholas' name. Detectives started surveilling Nicholas and picked up cigarette butts and a paper napkin he tossed outside a strip mall. Mm -hmm. Well, he shouldn't have been littering. They submit the items to the state crime lab to compare the DNA on the items to the DNA found at the scene nearly three decades earlier, and the DNA found on the butts came back as a match to the crime scene evidence. At a press conference after Nicholas' arrest, Lori Yarbrough says she still thinks about her daughter every day. She says she loved life, she loved people, she loved to travel, and she had big hopes and big dreams. She was a great sister and a great daughter. Nichols, Nichols will be sentenced on May 25th. Amazing story. Gotcha. Right? That's some good shit. And then the... Uh, so just for the record, I don't think my cigarette butts on the ground. I thought it was back in my truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we talk about it on, on yeah. Bloody and right. Gold all, all, all the time. Oh, my God. Dude. Y'all go listen to the last couple episodes. One, uh, all, all the people who were exonerated, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So DNA not only can be used to clear people or to uh, convict people in cases, right. but also to clear them. Right. And that's, I'll tell you what, of all the uh, mass advances in science that's yeah. probably the one of the most important in human history right right is dna unfortunately i didn't know they were going to do all this and i did one of those what is it called i gave it to my parents for, for christmas oh, the, Genetic the uh, one two three yeah but it was, yeah. It, was, it was before then whatever the first one was several years back i did it so I, my dna is out there so i'm gonna be killing a raven that's the family tree one what do, what do they call that um I can't remember. It's on the tip of my tongue. That's where I found out. Uh, I, hey, that's where I found out that uh, I wasn't full Sicilian, Mike. Uh, my mama thought we were full Probably Sicilian. Probably a faulty test. Yeah, I, I, I had more <laughs> German than Sicilian, but I do have Sicilian in me. You yeah. had more German than Sicilian. That's yeah, I, I am the most German time. that you could be the, from the time Germanic got started in Germany and whatever they called it back then. Is the most DNA you can have is like 49.9% German. I had like 49.1 or something like that. Yeah, I've got a hmm. probably majority, right? German. But then I had like 22%, 22% <laughs> Sicilian and something else. I don't know. <laughs> who is the, who is the Sergeant, Sergeant Schultz? In, oh, yeah. In, uh, Hogan's Heroes. Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. Jim just gave me a little. Yeah. A little dose of Hogan's Heroes. Definitely. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? <laughs> I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year there, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this. And you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, 
plan my stuff. Get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A S T E P R O allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally. Designed for long-term retention. Speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. You guys uh, get sticker shock in the supermarket? Uh, I went on Mother's Day and every day sticker (laughs) shock. And and I'm thankful for HelloFresh. I can tell you that and code RRC50. Oh, or the 16 meals if you get bloody Angola. Uh, 16 on HelloFresh. No kidding on that because I can't. I mean, I don't go normally. Yeah, I went the other. it's nuts. Right. I mean, stuff that you grab something, you think it's a dollar seventy nine, right. right. and it's four bucks. It's right. five bucks. Uh, Americans, we have, we eat a great diversity of foods, and so a spike in eggs. Maybe we, you know, we back off of eggs right. for a, for a period or whatever, and and eat something else. But in Italy, where fifty percent of the population eats pasta right. every single day yeah a massive spike in pasta prices is crippling well, they should to have, the country they should have saved that 500 pounds of thrown in ditch in new jersey <laughs> yes they should have and i'll eliminate what i wrote here for the last paragraph oh, uh thanks to you on that but uh <laughs> italy's industry minister adolfo urso has convened a crisis commission to discuss the country's soaring pasta costs the cost of the staple food has risen dramatically 
over the past year. In fact, it's risen at more than twice the rate of inflation in Italy overall. And inflation in Italy is really high. It's higher than it actually is here. In nearly all of the pasta-crazed countries' provinces, where more than half of the population are eating pasta every day, the average cost of the staple has exceeded $2.20 a kilo. In Siena, which is in Tus- Tuscany, uh, pasta jumped from about $1.50 a kilo to $2.37 a kilo, a 58% increase. So these people are feeling this in a major, major way. And so this crisis commission is now investigating the factors that are contributing to the skyrocketing uh, skyrocketing pasta prices, whether rising prices are cooked in from production cost increases or are a byproduct of corporate greed. I thought you made your own pasta when you're Italian. Some people do. You still need the ingredients. Pasta is typically made with just durum wheat and water. So wheat prices should correlate with pasta prices if Mr. Overton is correct over there. But the cost of raw materials, including durum wheat, have dropped 30% there you go. from a year ago. Make your own shit. Hmm. No, but wait, I mean, that makes no... How could the price of the source materials be down 30% but the, the price of the product? The fix is in. Well... Quote, there is no justification for the increases other than pure speculation on the part of the large food groups who also want to supplement their budgets with extra profits, said Forio Truzzi. Consumers shouldn't be so quick to assume that corporate greed is fueling the soaring macaroni prices, according to Michelle Crippa, an Italian professor of gastronomic science. Why would you become a professor of gastronomic science? Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, well, she's claiming that, you know, pasta consumers are uh, are just buying a lot more since the Russian invasion of Ukraine and that that has effect, affected uh, uh, the supply chain and pasta on the shelves today was produced months ago when durum wheat was purchased at high prices and with energy costs I, at their peak, right? I so a, I have a question for yeah. you. What the hell does that have to do with crime? <laughs> <laughs> You don't think it's a major crime for my countrymen? I was just messing with you, For my man. countrymen to be paying 58% more? This isn't the first time that Italians have gotten worked up over pasta. An Italian antitrust agency rated 26 pasta makers over price-fixing allegations uh, back that, in 2009. That's a crime. That's a crime. Fining the companies 12.5 million euros. The story is all the more frustrating when folks in New Jersey are throwing out 500 pounds right. of pasta, as, exactly right. as Woody That story still disturbs me. Out. This is a crime story, and I— You make your own pasta, Mike? No, I don't make my own pasta. Shame on I you. did see on the Housewives the other day that one, oh of, the, one of the ladies threw a mozzarella, mozzarella party. Really? Yeah. Yeah, good for we should, we should have our own mozzarella party. Is that a thing? Mozzarella I want a fondue party. What's that? Fondue. We can do fondue and mozzarella making at the same party. You could do both of those things. All right. I'm going to take you to Texas and leave Italy for a little while. <laughs> We're going to go to Texas. <laughs> and a, a 12-year-old has been accused of killing a worker at a Sonic drive-in after a Uh-oh. confrontation. Oh, shit. So Matthew Davis was working the night shift in Texas when – A 12-year-old shot him multiple times, killing him. 
Uh, authorities received a call reporting shots fired at the Sonic around 9.40 p.m. When officers arrived, they found Davis on the ground with multiple gunshot wounds. He was transported to a local hospital and was pronounced dead. During their investigation, police discovered that 20-year-old Angel Gomez arrived at the Sonic that evening with passengers in his vehicle. He began being very disorderly in the parking lot, and the victim confronted him. He was the Sonic employee. And after Davis confronted Gomez, a physical altercation took place in a juvenile, a 12-year-old. I said, this is disturbing. A 12-year-old retrieved a firearm, fired multiple shots, striking the victim. Uh, Gomez and the juvenile then fled the scene before Gomez returned and was arrested. Authorities say later they located the shooter and several firearms. The 12-year-old and Gomez have been charged with murder in connection with with Davis's death at a Sonic drive-in. Crazy. Wait, and Gomez gets charged as well? Because he was fighting with him in the beginning. That's right. Um, It seems like this is a a bona fide gang strategy at this point where they they are bringing juveniles in younger and because of law enforcement's reticence to prosecute the younger, they're actually having them uh, at um, times, commit you know some of the shootings. I don't know about that. I can tell you, twelve year old or a hundred twenty year old, you shoot and kill somebody, they should arrest you. Yeah, no, for sure, gang, gang or not. Uh, but in the, but he's not going to go away for the rest of his life, probably, probably, probably because he's juvenile 12. life. Yeah, the, uh, but which is twenty one in most states. I don't know that uh, it's it's an effed up story. All for what? I mean, nothing. And, and poor dude working at, at Sonic, you know, which, who probably have some of the best customer service in fast food places. But let me take you to another horrible story. So, can you do the dolphin story again? Because I, I need to be picked yeah, up. I need to be picked Save up, a dolphin, please. Because this one's not, not going to make you feel any better. So, Desiree Rivas, a 17 year old high school junior, was pronounced dead at the scene outside the Phoenix home. All right. A beloved high school cheerleader in Arizona was fatally shot leaving a house party over the weekend, and the suspect or suspects remain at large. The Phoenix, the police department, identified the victim as Desiree Rivas. Desiree, a 17-year-old high school junior, was pronounced dead at the scene outside of Phoenix home just after midnight on Sunday. Her cheer team at Cesar Chavez High School confirmed her death on social media. It is with the heaviest of hearts that I post about the tragic loss of her amazing friend, athlete, and student, Desiree. An Instagram post from the team reads, Our hearts are broken into millions of pieces. There will be extra counselors on campus tomorrow to help us all work through the tr- this tremendous loss. May Desi rest in peace and be surrounded by love and light. We love you, Desiree. During a Monday night vigil for the victim, Desiree's father called her a beautiful person and an amazing soul. She was a role model to everybody. She was one of the people you wanted to be around. No arrests have been made. So that's the 17-year-old cheerleader shot to death after leaving a house party. Right? Mm. And, just and that's happening. It's crazy. Every day now, it seems Nobody like. People anymore. are going to parties, these young kids, yeah. and it's turning violent. There's no respect for life. 
No, no. and I'm get, you know all these graduation parties are going on right now. Oh, are, you, no, are you letting the no. girls go to the, all these parties? We're hosting the party. There you go. <laughs> that's how you that's do that. That's the best way you do it. Well, yeah. that's what, but you can host one party. I mean, there yeah, are parties going on. It's going to be a hell of a party. The, uh, <laughs> there's going to be a bunch. Okay, but there's still a bunch there. of other parties. Uh, no, uh, unless it's somebody that we know personally, the family. And uh, no, I mean, I didn't let, look, I'll be honest, I didn't let my girls spend the night at people's houses. Right, right. I, I think they've done that once in their life. Yeah. Well, and it was for someone we knew very well. So right. I've never, I've been a we used to, we used to host our house very strict. Marpaul was like the house where all the kids hung out, right? And but we took their keys at the door for nights on parties like this, and nobody could leave. But the thing is, back to my street days, every prom season and every and I, y'all stay safe this graduation season. Use a designated driver because every prom season and every graduation season, some teenager got killed in a car wreck drinking and driving for sure i mean look it's it's a time for sure where your parents will say take an uber right yeah or i'll come come get you yeah Yeah. i'll come get you take an uber i mean that's the the absolute stupidest thing you can do but you know it's a whole nother thing with these people running around killing each other all right so we're going to go ahead and and we're going to do our state Drone second time, one. second time. We're gonna let Mike do this. Let Mike do this. Pull a good one, Mike. If you, if love, you, pull if you were pulling a beer for me and you didn't pull off the bottom because you love me and got your hand really cold, I'd be upset. That's right. Are you a top puller or a bottom puller, Mike? <laughs> I just like I would bottom I pull like, for you. I just like pulling in general. <laughs> pulling, play. <laughs> one of the euphemisms. All right, here we go. What state? What's you the got, state, Mike? I've got Kansas. Oh, Kansas Jayhawks. All right. What's the crime? A poorly worded law states that if two trains meet on the same track, neither shall proceed until the other has passed. <laughs> Whoa. Mexican Santa. That's crazy. <laughs> poorly worded. What spurred that law? Probably old, in the olden times. They, that, that was a, that's another good one. You know the Kansas story we did uh, um, about the, the guy dressed in a Bud Light suit from Cinco de Mayo? When we did that. So Doc um, from Kansas, huge lifer. Dr. Chris Coster donates to Lopa every year and everything comes in for the shows. That's his town where his practice was. Yeah. He he called me, left me a voicemail. He said, hey, Woody, you know, and I didn't answer because I was busy, but he said, you're not going to believe I was listening to the show on the way home. He said, that's my awareness practices. He lives outside of the town. And what did he do with the costume? I have no idea. He doesn't. I don't think he drinks but like. He drinks whiskey and shit. He's a cooker. He's a foodie, too. Uh, he, he likes HelloFresh, too. He used that code RLRC50. A Georgia mother faces felony murder and child cruelty charges after her one-year-old daughter was found dead in a pond last week. Asia Calabrese Lewis, age 24, was arrested and booked in the Fulton County Jail, according to a press release uh, from uh, the Sandy Springs uh, police on the 12th. On May 11th, around 6.40 p.m., officers were called to uh, this complex in Sandy Springs, which is suburban Atlanta, where Lewis was allegedly having some type of episode, is what the police said. The uh, child's father arrived and asked where the baby was. And uh, Lewis then allegedly responded, quote, the baby is deceased in the pool. 
An extensive search was launched, and one-year-old Nirvana Oliver was eventually found in a body of water, according to police. The girl was rushed to Children's Hospital in Atlanta, where she was pronounced dead. According to the authorities, officers responded to a business the day before about a welfare check involving possible child abuse involving Lewis and the unspecified juvenile. However, no charges were filed as police reportedly said they did not feel a crime had been committed. Police then made a referral to the Georgia Division of Family and Children's Services, DFCS, after escorting the mother and juvenile back to their home and making contact with the child's father. So literally the day before, there was an opportunity to maybe do something here. You know, but all they could, I guess, do was open a case file and uh, and then wait for DFCS to make contact contact so um mm, crazy this is uh channel 11 in, in atlanta reporting the events leading up to nirvana's death were not made clear but her grandfather kenneth oliver said lewis left with his granddaughter on thursday evening and returned alone soon after authorities were on the lookout for lewis who allegedly told police fuck the baby mm. when she was asked about the girl's location during her arrest Sounds like maybe we got drugs involved again, fellas. Yeah, what do you think? So. An arrest warrant was obtained uh, for Lewis, and uh, uh, they turned to surveillance video, which did not have a direct view of that body of water, did not have a clear view of her. Um, uh, but in about 90 minutes worth of reviewed footage, they do see her um, walking away from the, uh, the body of water, which is the body of water they found Nirvana's body in. Um, the family's launched a, uh, a GoFundMe, and uh, Nirvana would have turned two on June 18th. But horrible situation, another tragic, another bad one. Yeah, for real, right? All right, uh, a man has been convicted of hiding in a New Hampshire woman's attic after claiming she wanted to be stalked. Imagine that. So this could almost be a kinky crime, right? But a jury has convicted the 19-year-old man of several charges after he was caught hiding in the attic of a woman he met on OnlyFans and taking pictures of her while she slept. Yeah. Mauricio Guerrero was found guilty of four counts of burglary, criminal trespass, invasion of privacy. His attorney said the teen is naive, young, and was hoping someone could help him. Greer was arrested in February 2022 after the victim, who remains unnamed, heard someone inside her home. Police arrived at the residence and found Guerrero on the roof. Police said he drove to New Hampshire from Pennsylvania, and the two knew each other from social media. There you go. Guerrero testified that he started talking to the woman in 2021 through OnlyFans, and she wanted to be stalked. <laughs> He reportedly claimed the woman professed her love to him and had a fantasy of being followed. The victim, however, said in court she was oftentimes drunk during their conversations. Yeah. Greer reportedly visited the woman six times in the New Hampshire area, even though the victim wouldn't see him most of the time. She did admit they saw each other once and had sex. Oh, God. He sent the victim photos and videos of himself in front of her mother's house and recorded photos of the victim as she slept, including one of her genitalia. 
Oh, my God. Guerrero also left food in the attic and planned to track the victim's car. Guerrero will be sentenced in July and could face a maximum of several decades in prison. In the meantime, he's out on bail and has a GPS monitor. I was say they better be tracking him. Yeah, he's got problems. I mean, there's a, there's certainly no doubt about that. Um, you know, she gave him a little something, something, right? One time, want to come back for more? <laughs> yeah. God, how many of these stories do we do about these people on these? I think I think it's like look, four OnlyFans this week. It, it, it's one thing if you go on there to make money, but to to. That's how you make your money. Get to the Italian stay. Get to the point where you're letting people know where you live and yeah. having uh, direct contact with them. Out. Ugh. Yes, that is really not only direct contact. You know, they, yeah, they very, got it all. Very direct. Sense contact. Very direct. Yeah, crazy. Crazy right, story. Well, I'm gonna take y'all to another story. Two girls are dead. And one is hospitalized after possible overdoses at a high school. Going back to like or preschoolers or, or however old they were last week, they ate meth, right? And they thought it was candy. But police are investigating after two teenage girls were found dead at a high school in Tennessee yesterday. A third teenager was transported to a hospital in critical condition and is now in stable condition. It's not clear what caused the deaths, but police said they are being investigated as possible drug overdose. I'm going out on a limb saying fentanyl. But the incident occurred at Fayetteware High School around 4.40 p.m., just hours before the school's graduation ceremony. Here we go. Chief Deputy Ray Garcia said that the office was notified that there were two individuals that were found that appeared not to be breathing. The school said the students were outside the school when the incident occurred. Tennessee Bureau of Investigation Assistant Sheriff's Office for Investigation. And this high school is about 48 miles from Memphis. Bet you money. It's our old friend, Fentanyl. And then on their graduation day, I never get to see it. That's horrible. Yep. I mean, this episode has been like a John Wick movie. I mean, yeah, it's... Yeah. Uh, it's This is God. real life, real crime daily. Yes, it is. Well, uh, I have a little good news. Amin Hurst, who was the second of the Philadelphia inmate escapees, oh, yeah. has been apprehended. So he was, yeah. if you remember, he was the younger one, 18, who had uh, uh, was in for a number of murders. I think it was four murders that he was in for. And... You know, what seemed like a brilliant escape and people who had to be pretty smart to accomplish what they accomplished, uh, he made some pretty dumb moves. Instead of getting out of the area, he stayed in the area, and instead of staying away from people he'd had contact with, like family and friends, right. he went to family and right. friends. And so the 10-day manhunt came to a conclusion on Wednesday morning when uh, Hearst was seen getting into a car with uh, two relatives, so two cousins of his. And uh, and that was it. The, the police had been chasing multiple angles from tipsters that all involved people that he was either friends with or family. Yeah, and so, you, you say the police is going to be the U.S. Marshals Task Force, and they almost always get their men. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? 
Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D dot com slash R-L-R-C. Well, they did here. It took 10 days, but thankfully he didn't uh, didn't kill anybody else. He didn't hurt anybody, anybody else while he was on the outside. Both of these guys are now back in. There remain significant questions about you know, how exactly they got through three separate head counts, an 11 p.m., a 3 a.m., and a 7 a.m. Yeah. without being reported missing, which is what gave them this 18-hour head start on anybody uh, seeking them. But I guess it ends well, and we can be happy about that, but there will be uh, a bunch of uh, investigation, and there are going to be right. more arrests because and several of these family members are also now going to be arrested. Right. And you will remember that there were others i think three others that have already been arrested and if you're looking for a career in corrections they have openings at this facility uh yes people just got fired yes yes they do but it's good to know that amin hurst is back where he belongs absolutely and it's you know it's amazing with today's technology i mean escaping prison ain't what it used to be you can't go five feet without being on somebody's camera right and so the fact that that he was able to to escape uh, detection for 10 days is mind blowing. Right. So we'll keep you updated on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh Oh, they stole what? They stole what? what? Your timing's pretty good on that guy. Lay it on. So, well, a five time convicted thief has been arrested after stealing crayons and ink pens. How about that? He's a genius, too. Yeah. Yeah. A five-time convicted thief bought candy and chips at a store in Thibodeau, Louisiana. Oh, down south by people. I'm going down there. Thibodeau. That's one I bet if we showed Mike that name, he would be like, he'd call it. Uh, No, no, no. I know Thibodeau. You do know Thibodeau. That's where the the Manning Passing Academy is down there. Yes, that's right. It used to be at Southeastern years ago. That's right. And the New Orleans Saints training camp. 
used to be right. held in Thibodeau every year. Yep. All right, so this five-time convicted thief bought that candy, bought those chips, and also she swiped crayons and ink pens mm. before leaving the business, leading to her arrest. Janelle Davis, 36, was arrested just this past Tuesday just on charges of felony theft of goods and failing to appear for trial on two counts of theft of goods charges. Right. So this ain't her first yeah, rodeo. Got, got a little sticky fingers. That's right. I hate a thief. Yes, yes. Uh, once confronted by a store employee, Janelle Davis left the store. The employee followed her into the parking lot, demanded she return the crayons. <laughs> and uh, she did do that once she saw the employee picking up the phone to call police. Yeah, I didn't know they made crayons anymore. Yeah, so police said Davis began apologizing and asked if she could leave because she gave the items back. However, yeah, police like that. police learned that she had been convicted of five other theft charges in the past 10 years, which made the crayon and pen theft a felony. She's going to prison How about for the that? rest of her life for crayons. For pen, yes. Yeah. Davis also had an active warrant for not showing up to trial for theft charges. She was arrested and is being held at the Lafouche, Lafouche Parish, Parish Detention yeah. Center on yeah. a $15,000 yeah. bond. Been there. I'm going to tell you for something. Crayons. Right? In Louisiana, you get that that third strike. Fell in law. Her ass will go to life for crayons. Bye bye. This, this, this state does. This, what? this state does so not. What? Does not fuck around. I mean, in in California, they would have given her. They would ask her if she wanted more crayons, and, I, yeah. and then just you yeah, know helped I, her helped her carry it all to her car. They don't fuck around down south there either. But speaking of fucking around, oh, I didn't know it was time. It's time. What are you over to for kinky crimes? Time for kinky crimes. Let's get kinky. Monday fun day. Here we go, y'all. Listen to this one. All right. Now, Jim has dug up some good shit for Mike, whoever does it. The, the, this, 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 is, this is a beauty. An Arizona woman has been charged with stalking a man, sending him a total of 65,000 text messages and breaking into his home to take a bath after going out with him just once. Jackie Arnold, 31, was arrested in Phoenix on Tuesday on felony charges of threatening and intimidating, stalking, and harassment, which are misdemeanors. Um, Arnold reportedly met the unnamed resident through a dating site. Here we go, Sushmita. The two went out together on a single date, but Arnold allegedly fell in love and began actively pursuing the man. The victim said Arnold, who described herself on social media as a makeup artist, inundated his phone with text messages, sometimes sending as many as 500 a day. That's a lot. Arnold, <laughs> Arnold's love interest contacted police twice last year after she parked outside his home and continued peppering him with unwanted texts. Police responded to the area and escorted Arnold off his property. Well, last month, the victim spotted her while remotely checking home surveillance video. Officers went to the home and found the 31-year-old woman taking a bath in his bathtub. When police police searched on his car, they found a large butcher knife on the passenger seat. The victim said after the incident, Arnold sent him threatening texts, one of which stated, Oh, what would I do with your blood? I want to bathe in it. Dang! (laughs) 
Another menacing Shit misread. just got real. Yeah, this is this one. The, another menacing misread. You do whatever you have to do to get here, but don't ever try to leave me. I'll kill you. I don't want to be a murderer. <laughs> oh, my God. But then last week... Arnold showed up at the victim's business business and falsely claimed, claimed to be his wife, which ultimately led to her arrest in Phoenix. After being taken into custody, Arnold reassured police that she had no intention of hurting the man, saying that she only sent the threatening text to him because she loved him and feared that he would leave her. Arnold later acknowledged that her statements were crazy. She was ordered held without bond, and y'all, we have got to post a picture on this, Mike. We, yes. Now, I have something to say on this. Mike's going to give us a look at him. Let, let me tell y'all. And we're going to post the picture of her. But this girl is is an, a smoke show. She's very attractive. Very attractive. Not. She is very. Mike. Not. Not. not, I, not. I don't get much. Well, you know what? She, She's she very looks, attractive. She looks like Trust me. the girl next door. Yeah. A, pretty girl one, and all that. You would never day. think she's carrying butcher knives Did it and say bathing how many in, rabbits she boiled on his Right? Stove? And so, bathing in your bathtub. And Here's the thing, though. I'm here's the thing. Kill kill, 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 Here's the thing. How crazy right. do you have to be for a guy right. to okay, turn the girl right. in? Right. You know what I mean? 65,000 like, text messages, God. dude. Yeah. Hit that block button, it, brother. She yeah. didn't... The, he didn't... Finally, call the police on her and tell the office. No, he incident. called it numerous times, and, and they escorted her off the property. Hell, they found her in his bathtub. I know. So that so she didn't get charged uh, with anything for bathing in his bathtub. I don't know, but um, all right. Hey, well, that's there you your, go. That's kinky, kinky crime. That is your kinky crime. All the time. Another all fatal the time. attraction. Yes. Uh-oh. There it is. Banjo Banjos, baby. Let's go to the Sunshine State for some dumb people. Florida. Two people were arrested after authorities in Florida said they allegedly stole a semi-tractor truck mm. and attempted mm. to hide it by spray painting it. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Right. No, I, mean, I wonder who gifted. knew how to drive it. Did they go to diesel driving academy? Investigators <laughs> received an anonymous tip regarding two people, a man and a woman, allegedly spray painting a Peterbilt semi-tractor truck outside a Days Inn. That's not suspicious. I right. drive right by the right. Days Inn and not right. think anything of that. Investigators said the truck's original color appeared to be hot pink, mm. and the suspects mm. were in the process of concealing its original color with spray paint. As deputies arrived, <laughs> they stole a hot pink tractor trailer. As deputies arrived, both spray the man painted. and the woman fled the scene, and a pursuit—a pursuit ensued on foot. Quite a pursuit. After two hours, officials said both the man and the woman were caught hiding in the woods. Deonly mm-hmm. Coutinho Gonzalez and Rainier Lazaro Perez were taken into custody and are expected to face multiple charges, including grand theft auto and criminal mischief. Officials said Coutinho Gonzalez was later released from jail after posting $13,000 bond. Quote, thanks to another concerned citizen calling after 
see something, say something, our deputies were able to catch two thieves and recover a stolen semi and return it to its rightful owner. That was according to Flagler County Sheriff Rick Staley. They also get selected as the dumb criminals of the week for thinking they could spray paint a semi in a hotel parking lot and not be noticed. <laughs> a pink one at that. Remember, remember, this is still his quote. Remember, if you are a criminal, don't come to Flagler County driving stolen property and running from us as you will only go to the Green Roof Inn. <laughs> <laughs> he got jokes. Right. Investigators said the truck, approximately valued at two hundred and eighty thousand dollars, yeah. was reported stolen out of a Columbia County, uh, out of Columbia County, hours before the arrest. I would have liked to have seen just how much spray paint they had because my my guess is they probably under purchased on the they probably had like Maybe six so. cans or something. Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. That's so stupid. They yeah. are dumb criminals, definitely. Don't mess with Sheriff Rick Staley, right? What? It's today Dang. in true crime history for May 22nd. And we got two pretty good ones for you. May or may not right. be for me, Will. The first... 1981. Peter Sutcliffe is found guilty in 13 murders, Woody Everton, and seven attempted murders. He is known as the Yorkshire Ripper. Huh. Everybody's looking yeah. at me like I got he's three across the, across the pond. He's a copycat? Yeah. 2002. Bobby Frank Cherry, a Ku Klux Klan member, is found guilty in the murder of four girls in the 1963 16th Street Baptist yep. Church bombing. He died in prison in 2004. Yep. So those are your true crime Perfect. history facts Love for today. It. Love it. Continue to like and share us. And if you're so inclined, leave us a review on social media. And That's we right. appreciate you. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Everton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Your host of Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Peace. Show business.